This is the Blatcast. Welcome to our 2022 Major League Baseball Playoff Preview, taking a look at all the teams vying for the World Series, but mostly a way for beaten down Mets fans to manage expectations and prepare for disappointment. Christian Blatt is joined by Solomon himself, comedian David Weiss, writer, comedian, and musician David Brody, generator of new content every day, Flobo Boyce, and author Devin Gordon. So break out your peanuts and Cracker Jacks, crack open an old style, and get ready for a ceremonial first pitch from Christian Blatt. Hey! Thanks, Farad Muhammad. Uh, very fun to get that little intro there. Uh, I wrote that more than a month ago, uh, just with the feeling that uh, Mets fans would uh, be uh, a lot less happy than they could be. Uh, but uh, we will try to not spend this entire show on the Mets, but uh, it's going to be a lot of it. But welcome to our annual traditional MLB playoff preview episode. As always, I am Christian Blatt. As always, joining me for this episode, the one, the only Salman himself, David Weiss. Sup, America. And uh, he joined us in the preseason uh, when we ran things down. Uh, and uh, I believe I picked the Atlanta Braves, Atlanta Braves to win the NL East. So uh, I, I wish I wasn't right, but uh, turned out I was. Uh, David Brody, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. I think my delay is a little bit less. It's definitely a lot less. Maybe not. And uh, somebody who never mm-hmm. makes any delay, the one and only new content every <laughs> single day of his life, Flobo Boys. Welcome to <laughs> I am chained to content. No, I'm so glad to be on the show. This is like an institution, so I'm glad to be a part of it. I know. I've tried. I, it, yeah, it, it, you're honestly, you're always like off DJing whenever we do this. Mm-hmm. I've tried to get you to do this. Uh, Flobo, you work too much is what yeah. I'm <laughs> I'm sorry. What can I do? <laughs> and uh, coming back. Uh, to the black cast, but joining us for this episode for the first time, the author of so many ways to lose the amazing true story of the New York Mets, the best worst team in sports, a wonderful slash heartbreaking, painful read uh, Devin Gordon. Thank you so much for being on the show. We appreciate it. Thank you for this well-timed, I think, uh, appearance. Great to be here. Great to be back. Yeah. And, uh, I, uh, you know, I, I interviewed you when the book came out early in the, uh, 2021 season, which, mm-hmm. you know, that was, uh, you know, there was a lot of hope in the early 2021 season. And, uh, I think that as Mets fans, you always have to look at it this way. So the team went 101 and 61 tied with the Braves for the same record. This is the first year where there's not a game 163 to settle a, a dead heat atop mm-hmm. the division. So uh, that's, you know, makes sense that that would be the first year that that happened for the men. But considering the way last year ended and most of the last six years, if when we did that preview episode, somebody had handed us an envelope, like, well, what do you think about being in the wild called series and winning 101 games and having the batting champ and throwing a combined no hitter and, you know, coming back with seven runs in the ninth off the Cardinals and seven runs in the ninth off the Phillies, you know, you'd be like, oh, my God, what a great season. How much fun am I going to have watching that? And it was like fun right up until really that Dodgers series. I think. And then September wasn't fun. Um, Devin, I- is there any truth to the rumor that uh, you're working on a follow up ebook called So Many Ways to Lose the NL East? Lose the division <laughs> lead or some variation on that or this this really fits perfectly the, you know, this would easily be a chapter added to the book wouldn't it yeah i mean it, everything you described is true i feel all of those things i'm actually i'm in pretty good spirits all things considered but the metsy component of this is the fact that i've of course 
even while feeling delighted for those things, spent 24 hours thinking, you know, if Nick Montas or Fuentes or whatever the heck his name is, had singled one more time in the eighth inning against the Braves, we would have won the division. And I've been doing little things like that. I don't know if you guys have, but when you come that close, you realize that there's like a pitch or a grounder or a single or, you know, a dumb call by an umpire that literally would have won the division for the Mets. Yeah, you can go back last weekend in Atlanta and say, oh, you know, if Chris Bassett hadn't hit a batter to load the bases. You know, there's lots of little things like that. There was that huge, it's very easy to circle that series against the Cubs where they got swept. There was the play where, uh, you know, a, a base hit hit Nimmo on the base paths. And, you know, yes. they, there were no outs. And then I believe there were two, you know, so it's like, oh, it's very easy. And look, fans of any team, they can they can highlight those moments. Uh, I think uh, somebody was going to uh, chime in uh, on this, but uh, I'll start with you, David Brody. Uh, just sort of, you know, yes, great accomplishment. But boy, there's so much what if to look back at. And like you can't even pick the top two or three because there's so many other things that easily could have fallen another way. Right, David? To me, that caused them the, the division is the trade deadline. Yep. You, you can't watch everyone else in the NL East pick up a lot of quality players, and then your big accomplishment is Darren Ruff. I mean, you, you look <laughs> at J.D. Davis's stats post-trade, and he's just right? So you got Vogel back, who average at best, hits an occasional home run. Tyler Naquin, okay, what they needed was a, was a, a full-time DH. They didn't get one. They needed a catcher who could hit. They didn't get one. They needed a solid bullpen arm. They got Givens, who isn't a solid bullpen arm for them. And they let Robinson and Syndergaard go to Philadelphia for base. So, yeah, to me, that's the turning. Well, point. I don't think I don't I, I, I don't think Syndergaard would have been there. But but sorry, you're yeah, going to win. I agree with that. Million dollar payroll. Yeah. Sorry, I'm reminded of the lag time, but yeah, I I agree that. No, go ahead. Uh, I, I don't David, think the Mets would have gotten Syndergaard. I just don't like him no. going to the Phillies. Right, and <laughs> David Peterson was a guy that I think everybody was like, uh, wait, is that his name? I've <laughs> got his yeah. name, Robertson. but uh, Robertson, Robertson. Yeah. David Robertson, Robertson was a guy that everybody's like, well, how does Philly end up getting him? Because there were definitely a lot of situations. Now, of course. He did uh, kind of spectacularly blow a lead against the Mets that they came back with a lot of runs late in the game. But still, mm-hmm. uh, that was the kind of arm he wanted. And yeah, yeah, I mean, look, you you weren't going to add Juan Soto at the deadline, you know, but there are definitely better things that could have been done. And everybody said it at the time. David Weiss, you and I, just after that trade deadline, I think it was like, no, that wasn't enough. It wasn't no. even close. It wasn't, wasn't like close they, they, it wasn't like they addressed one problem, <laughs> but not another. No, they just didn't, they didn't address any of the address problems. Anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Can I, and, uh, I mean, I'd ahead. be the one person, I don't want to cut off other people from, from jumping in, but I, I would be, I'm the one defender of the trade deadline. Absolutely, um, Devin. Tell him. Tell him, Devin. <laughs> um, I, I just, I don't think trade deadlines materially impact teams very much. They did. It didn't even materially impact the Padres, and they made far and away the biggest splash of the deadline. 
Very true. And, you know, I, I often think that what you see is the deficiency or the thing that costs you is sometimes, you know, more a reflection of how you look at teams and how you look at problems. You know, I look at it and think, okay, yeah, we could have added a bullpen arm. We could have, I don't need to watch any more Tyler Naquin at bats ever again. And I probably won't have to watch any more Darren Ruff at bats, thank God. But <laughs> I, 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 I look at Starling Marte breaking his finger as a far bigger factor in the Mets not winning this division than the delta between Michael Givens and David Robertson. Um, so I have, a, I have a hard time getting too upset about that just because I feel like what you're saying is if the Mets had been more if, aggressive at the deadline, they would have won games. If the Mets had filled one of those spots, a DH, an arm, or a catcher, Marquez breaking his finger and being out would not be such a big factor. Right. That's, I, I, That's fair. I agree with that, that it would have helped. But uh, to Devin's point, it definitely was like, it, it, it definitely, even at the time, you know, when he started not coming back, it started to get those, oh, Dwayne Sanchez was in a taxi cab accident in yeah. 2006 before the playoffs <laughs> yeah. that at the moment you're like, uh, and I, I agree that, uh, you know, <clears throat> a lot of the splashes, at the trade deadline, the Padres being a great example. Uh, whereas less splashy, the Braves added Rasiel Iglesias. Mm -hmm. If they didn't have him, too. they would have lost some of those leads before Jansen ever got the chance to blow the leads. You know, they wouldn't have gotten to him so that he could blow the leads. Uh, but I think that because of the year 2015 that the Mets got Cespedes at the trade deadline and the immediate impact mm -hmm. he had. I think that that's the thinking is like, well, every year there's a Cespedes out there. And I mean, there was Juan Soto out there, but boy, you would have had to give up a lot. The Padres yeah, gave up a lot. And uh, what's his, what's his name? The guy that uh, Manessis who has played for the, the 30 Nationals. year old, a 30 year old rookie. Yeah. He's played in his absence and he's had a much better season since the trade deadline. So, you know, you know, I, I agree that it doesn't necessarily change things, but, it, you know, I think that, yeah, losing I, I Sterling would rather, Marte I would rather the, lose. First, the, the top of the first yeah. inning, the first game in Pittsburgh, isn't one of those moments that you think is going to be something. And I'm sorry, what were you going to say, David? No, Don't was, worry then, Flo, but we'll get to you. No, I was going to say, I would, I would rather lose making the right moves than lose and stand and by standing pat. Sure. At least, at least you've done everything possible. And now, like, I have this problem now with guys trying to be GMs, trying to be the smartest guy in the room all the time. Well, we have these guys. We're going to try and make it with guys who make less money and do this and the stats and the numbers. You know, the bottom line is sometimes you need a blunt instrument to win. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Flobo, you're filled yeah. with a lot more youthful exuberance than some of us here, <laughs> but at the same time, you've been a Mets fan, so it's probably yeah. aged you consistently. Um, how you know, and and you traveled, uh, you you have yeah. the uh, infinity gauntlet of having seen the Mets this season at all five California stadiums. That's that true, correct? yeah. Wow, yeah. wow. Yeah, that was uh, that oh, was wow. thank you. I'm t I'm three and two for the year. Uh, I, I was there. I, for by the way, time. I'm so glad that uh, David Weiss was unable to. We, I had tickets for the seven line outing in Oakland, 
And I just was like, once he couldn't go, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to sell. The I was so glad I wasn't there. That was the game that DeGrom got bombed. Yeah, that, that, oh, that's yeah. the one I look at. That's I mean, getting swept by the Cubs and, and the, well, the Marlins always have our number and getting swept by the Cubs go, okay, well, they, they're playing for something, right? But that loss was something that by no calculation they thought. Even if yeah, we did lose, right. it'd be like a, a three to two game or something like that. Uh, but that one to one to me was good. Thankfully, I went to the Friday game. Um, yeah. I don't get too caught up in the deadline. I play a game called Alba Park Baseball. I'm not sure if you're familiar. It's a it's a GM no. simulator game. Like basically, oh, cool. you pretend you're a GM of a team and you make the trades and, and do the negotiations Ooh. yourself. If I am if I'm Flobo Epler and my boss tells me <laughs> I want growth <laughs> over three to five years, I think it did a decent job at the trade deadline. Yeah, you want Juan Soto, but it wasn't win now this year. It was build something now and later. And yeah, I still don't understand giving up four people for Dan Ruff even if he was good, but for what they gave up to what they got, it really wasn't that positive. Tyler Naquin has been spotty at best. Uh, I can't knock it for that. But to me, that second game in Oakland was something I almost written off as an automatic win, and it wasn't. And that's the one I go, oh, my God, well, who won that one? Especially <laughs> because they scored four runs before DeGrom even was on the hill. Yeah. Yep, and yep, like yep, his yep, whole yep. career, it's like the Mets yeah. maybe score one yeah, or zero right. runs for him. Right. Yeah. I'm 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 having a hard I just can't get too worked up about the deadline when sure. we tied for the division and in September DeGrom lost games against the Cubs and Oakland. I yeah. kind of think, you know what we should have done is not lose to the Cubs and Oakland with That's the best correct. pitcher on earth. Yeah. And you know, those one things, the you know, the one thing that goes different. I you know, when I was just thinking about it, the other the, the biggest one that flashed through my mind was the three-run home run that DeGrom gave up in the sixth inning when he was just rolling. I mean, yes. I was – I couldn't – you know, he was just and, – and then that three-run home run ruined it. And, yes. it, you know, pitches like that, when you when you, when you right. tie like we did, one pitch, one, one pitch. pitch. If that one pitch, pitch. Doesn't, doesn't happen, uh, we probably win win the division. Yes. Um, but, you know, I, one thing I would ask and one thing that, that I feel like – on the trade deadline conversation is, you know, we, we focus on what's there and what's available. But to me, the Mets went into the deadline with a disadvantage because they only had top tier talent and nothing below it. And that made it tough to what do you have consider? some deals. And then I, 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 you know, I also just let me finish the thought, which is um, I think at the deadline, the other thing you don't want to do is make a big mistake when you've got, uh, you know, it's, 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 the, the the clearly the Javi Baez thing is looking like a big mistake, and I think yeah, that, for, that for, De, for Detroit, <laughs> well for Detroit too, but but you know for the Mets that's that's gonna hurt. And when you're a season removed from doing that, and you've already got a really good team, I think you look at it and say we can't do that two seasons in a row. We can't give away two blue chip prospects for two month runs, two seasons in a row. Yeah. If we're trying to be the Dodgers, you know, it just, we just can't do that. And uh, that's what relieved me about the deadline is that they didn't do anything reckless. That's going to hurt us in the future. Right. I mean, I think you can argue with the stats on the season, but a reckless trade, a perfect example would be the Brewers dealing Josh Hader to the Padres. Josh Hader had struggled and he did struggle when he first went to San Diego I think he had a 12 ERA at one point, but yeah. the point being you didn't replace him with another quality closer and everybody saw what happened to the Brewers the last couple of weeks. They just, yeah. you know, they, they, they needed a closer. They needed somebody who could close and they didn't have like that good eighth inning guy who was ready to kind of take the next step. Well, uh, let's go get their GM. 
Yeah. <laughs> we, we wanted to. <laughs> Let's go get the guy. <laughs> Uh, David Brody, uh, you're yeah. actually of all of us right now, you're the one living in the New York area. And, uh, I believe that, uh, there'll be an uh, unveiling. Is it, uh, tomorrow for the start of the playoffs will be an unveiling of a new Mets song that, uh, you've been involved in. Ooh. Uh, yeah, it's actually an old Mets song. Okay. Uh, I had written a song with, uh, Lucas Prada, who's a local guy here in the New York area. Grew up in Queens. He was a Mets fan. He had a big local hit on pop radio called uh, and we uh, and she said it's about a girl and I contacted him in 06 and I, I changed it to and we say let's go Mets it's got some players names in it and it was a big hit in fact the Mets played it at the stadium and uh, during the 06 season if you called Shea Stadium the on hold music was that song nice and so uh, we, we actually we actually got uh, CDs printed, uh, permission from Major League Baseball. We sold them at Shea Stadium, and it, it was a fairly big hit. Got a lot of news write-ups. He did all kinds of TV appearances. He did uh, the Mets did a street parade. He was part of it, Lucas, and so uh, it, it had some success. <clears throat> and in in 2015, when the Mets went to the World Series, fans wanted us to update the song, which we did. And I thought at that time, all right, well, it's a nine-year-old song, but people seem to like it, so we'll update it. We'll put new players' names in and tweak some things. And we released it again and the Mets liked it again and it got airplay again. And so here we are 16 years later and Twitter and DMs uh, have been hitting both of us up saying, where's the update? And I'm thinking to myself, God, it's a 16-year-old song. I, I can write a new song, but you know, uh, people want to hear it. So uh, I rewrote it. Uh, I took a, a snippet of the trumpets from Diaz. I worked that into the song. And uh, it's going to be, we're going to release it tomorrow afternoon or evening uh, through my social media at David Brody and through his, which is a uh, real Lucas Prada with a, with a T and uh, we'll probably host it on some website, but it'll be out. So it's a new, it's a new old song. Yeah. Right. Right in time for the, uh, the start of uh, the playoffs. What is the feeling in New York? Uh, so, you know, there'll be this song for people to kind of, you know, get excited about again. And then, you know, actually being there, obviously you're going to have, everybody's going to talk about Aaron Judge. You're going to have a lot of those conversations. But for the Mets fans that are out there walking around, uh, are they uh, are they just sort of, you know, beaten down but trying to persevere? Or what's the vibe that you're getting? Well, if you see the Mr. Met on the cover of So Many Ways to Lose, that seems <laughs> to be the vibe. <laughs> With really? Mets fans. So if you listen oh, to New York Sports Radio at WFAN, <laughs> there you go, ESPN Radio, or if you look at blog posts, uh, obviously Aaron Judge is the story here. If the Mets had won the division by 10 games, Aaron Judge would still be the story. Although, interestingly enough, Aaron Judge and, and Pete Alonso have the same amount of RBIs. So nice. I mean, which yeah. is the more important statistic? The statistic is RBIs. It doesn't matter yes. how you got there. So. Alonzo, uh, even with, with Aaron Judge. Uh, as far as Mets fans, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you say if they had come from behind 10 games down and just fell short at the end, you'd be excited and think, all right, they're on the up and they gave it their best shot and it was exciting. But the fact that they were up and they lost games or lost ground and finished where they did, you're finishing on a downer, right? You're finishing where your, your two best starters are not pitching well. Your third best starter choked. Your fifth starter probably won't start a game, you know, Carrasco in the postseason. Oh, yeah. And no. so 
And Marte's out. Uh, and so I, you know, I feel good about beating the Padres, but after that, you know, I don't think Mets fans feel great yet. Bassett did yeah. not choke. And I hate, I hate to play the blame game, but if you watch that game back, homeboy McCann was tipping pitches so hard. Well, <laughs> he no. made it completely obvious. Yeah. Let me, just, let me interject because I forget who the base. He did stand was. up on the high pitches. He, and he, yeah, he stood up for the high pitch and whoever the second base, the runner was, he touched his head. And that's not stealing signs. That's yeah, not yeah, what yeah, the, yeah. That's not what the no. Astros did. Nope. That's, no. that's the Mets needed that's to be baseball. smarter. Yeah. yeah. It's tipping pitches. Tipping pitches. And, why McCann was starting that game? I guess Bassett prefers throwing to him than Nito. Yes, there was no Bassett reason. Doesn't like throwing to Nito. That yeah, and it should be like, yeah, you know what? We don't, we don't like you, you know, getting tossed in the second inning. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But I agree uh, that in general, I going into that game, I did feel good about Bassett. What I do think was a mistake was that Bassett was supposed to start the Friday game. DeGrom was going to get a little bit more rest and go on Sunday. But then Buck, and we'll talk a little bit about Buck. Uh, and don't worry, we're going to talk about the other 29 teams. Well, no, we're going to talk about the 11 teams making the playoffs. Uh, so the, uh, you know, the idea to move DeGrom up so that he could then potentially pitch game 162 is one of the, to, for me, one of the flaws with, with uh, Buck Showalter is that he's playing like Mr. Spock. He's playing the 3D level chess. He's worrying about winning on this level. But yeah, if you don't win down here, it's not going to matter how well you're doing up there. And that's that's for that's basically for David Weiss and all the all the nerds of both baseball and Star Trek. Um, <laughs> Devin, what I wanted to talk about is, you know, so they end up in those wild card series, which is what we're going to focus on in a moment. And of course, there's the point where you're like, okay, they're going to really be the wild card. You just have to deal with it. And there was a chance of like, okay, so they could end up matched against the Padres or there was a moment where it could have been the Phillies who they mm -hmm. what went 15 and four against this year. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we predict that series, I might highlight a certain Mets broadcaster who was aware of their bad fundies, which uh, <laughs> did not improve after he pointed it out. Their atrocious bullpen, uh, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think you would have wanted that. And then I think the Mets went two and seven against the Padres in the regular series. And you can throw that stuff out a little bit because, you know, the year that they, when they went to the world series in 2005, uh, they hadn't won any regular season games against the Cubs, but then they swept them in the championship series. So it just, it depends on how yeah. it matches up in the time, but uh, don't they had really the bad at bats, especially right against you Darvish. So Devin, is this like more Mets, you know, just like, Oh, well we get into, not only do we only get in the wild card, but it's a team that you can't buy a hit off of. Does that does that feel like doom and gloom, or is it perhaps informed realistic doom and gloom? I, I don't know. I, I I'd be curious to hear what David says about the New York vibes. I'm I'm not. I was not particularly worried about either of them, mm -hmm. San Diego or Phillies, especially Phillies. I mean, they're yeah. just they're just a, they're just not a good baseball team. And and I realize the whole fifteen and four going against them sort of sets the Mets up for disaster. They just stink. I'm sorry. They shouldn't be a playoff team. They're not a good team. Um, they're like the bad, incompetent at baseball version of the Braves, basically. They're, you know, which is exactly what the Phillies should be, an inferior version of something else. And so I would have loved to have had them. Um, I'm a little bit more nervous about the Padres, but I'm just, I, I realize we had a tough time against them, but they never scared me. I was never afraid of the Padres. No one is ever afraid of the Padres. And I, I, I'm, I feel fine about them. I'm. We've got 
Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer healthy. And, you know, Jake has had a weird issue with the Braves for a while. I think it's because they have nine power hitters who can hit 100-mile-an-hour fastballs. But I'm I'm not as concerned about him here. I'm not as concerned about Max in this context. In fact, I, I really like Max in this context. And, yeah, you Darvish has owned us, but it's really hard to own guys three games in a row it's just really really hard unless your name's mike scott it usually doesn't happen against yeah. any team right but you have to be you have to be scuffing the ball uh to be able to do that so yeah uh yeah. well it, you know devin made a good point david brody the uh was there a feeling in new york of like oh man how come we're not playing the phillies or is it just like all right i it, is it considered to be kind of about the same competition wise Oh, I think we'd all rather play the Phillies. In fact, yeah. there was a proposal a year or two ago where they were bandying about the prospect of teams being able to pick their playoff opponents. And then they were worried that people, teams would be offended by that. Uh, yeah. I think if the Mets had that option, they absolutely would have picked the Phillies. Uh, they own Wheeler. Wheeler looks like a, a, a number five starter at best against the Mets. And uh, I'd like to face Syndergaard in the playoffs for sure. Um, so yeah, so I mean, it, the, the, the uh, Phillies I'm, biggest strength is their stadium, you know, <laughs> they got good food there. Yeah. But their, <laughs> their biggest uh, strength is the fanatic in all honesty, you know, yeah, I mean, always, he, always he, has been, he had an MVP caliber season, every season. Did. Yeah. Every season world's most but viable mass. I, uh, but I, I actually I know the, that uh, between uh, both both Wheeler and Nola were zero and nine against the Mets this year, so that was obviously in, encouraging. But yeah, I, I think that you don't look at the Padres as in like, oh, you can't get hits off of them. Uh, the Dodgers are obviously a better constructed lineup than the Mets, but boy, they sure don't have any trouble scoring runs off of any of those guys. No. You know, so. Uh, yeah, it's funny because I, I think just because of that track record, the, the Mets had success against the Dodgers in the regular season. So uh, I, I, you know, and I, I was at, <laughs> I was at a couple of those games. So I see the way that they measure up, and you feel like the, you know, the competition is sort of on the right page. And it's going to just depend on, you know, I, I think it's, it's, it is legitimately an advantage that the Mets aren't playing this game in San Diego, not because of their yeah. fan base who, you know, will have yeah. all of their city connect jerseys that look like a bowl of sherbet with a price tag still on it. Uh, <laughs> it it's really just, they don't hit in that stadium very well. It must be the dimensions. I don't know, David Weiss. I don't know how many times we've gone down there. We had, one good game that Degrom started well, for yeah. the Mets there right. last year, but other than that, it's like they usually yeah. lose. So going into it, I feel good. Now, does anybody feel of the five of us? Does anybody feel like, oh no, no, the, the Padres got this? Uh, do, do, does anybody feel like the the Padres are are likely to emerge from this series? Emerge? No. Uh, no. By the way, full fact, I was there for the Bartolo home run uh, game. In so was I. I was <laughs> oh, I was oh, sitting wow. with the seven line. You that was that? my, that was my then my then one year old son's first baseball game oh, was cool. the Bartolo Colon home run. That's amazing. You I thought about you never bringing him to another trademark. game again because <laughs> it was going to ever be better than that. Yeah. You know? I blew my voice out with the third inning. Um, I, I I don't think it's going to we're going to lose against San Diego, but both Snell and and Darvish, it's going to be a lot closer than what's going to. It's going to be a nerve wracking series. Those, those Whereas guys aren't bums, they're not yeah. bums, but they somehow yeah, like they pitchers. take that, that that Miami Marlins pill when they play us, and they're yeah, damn right. near elite. And it's still going to be right. so, it's going to be close right. games. It's going to be close games. 
Early. I think the the bullpen is a big advantage uh, against San Diego. I mean, the honestly, the the cl- the back end, the closer is the. There's no team where I'm like, oh, they're better off. You know, they have a better closer. Yeah. You know, uh, and Josh Hader is still the Padres' closer, and he yeah. has had an atrocious season. Yeah. Uh, you know, so uh, yeah, I I like the odds in that series. Um, I do actually feel as though the the Mets matching up against the Dodgers in the NLDS is better that it's a short series, a seven game series. I think, you know, you have to stretch your pitching a little thinner, especially this year with removing the off days. So the fact that I don't think that they would, would win three straight, but this idea that in the wild card round, the Mets are going to start Scherzer on Friday, Bassett on Saturday, hoping that they win those two games. So then Again, this is Buck with his three-level chess, saving DeGrom. And then if you need him to win the third game, you use him. You don't hesitate to do that. But if you win the first two, great, you've already got him. Then Scherzer would be able to go in game two of the NLDS. But that's a lot of what if. And that's the infuriating thing about Buck Showalter is all the what if. David Weiss, what are you trying to say? Well, I've been – we were talking about this off the air, but – I don't understand. If you have the best pitcher in baseball, why don't you pitch him? Uh, I, I can't get around that logic. You know, what What are you saving him for? I mean, the Padres well, it, aren't it, it, they aren't is, a pushover. But is it because you also have the, like, 1A best pitcher in baseball? You know, like... No, I, I think it's... I, you know, the whole reason... Well, not the whole reason, but you get you have Scherzer. So it's DeGrom and then Scherzer. You don't have to be Connie Mack to figure that out. <laughs> and I, I just, uh, you know, it. I am, I am stunned that Epler and Buck have come up with this idea that oh, we're going to save him, saving him for why? What if Darvish goes out and throws seven innings of no hit ball? It's entirely then you have possible. DeGrom, then you have Degrom on uh, Game Three. You know, okay. I mean. Bassett's going to need to or, win a game in that Bassett scenario. Gets lit up, you, Boy, I would rather Bassett go with gets the lit up, you have DeGrom come in. It's all hands on deck, right? So if the yeah. Mets find themselves down, you know, the Mets find themselves losing game one and in the sixth inning or in the fourth inning and they're they're trailing uh, and Bassett is struggling, get DeGrom yeah, out there. We need to, you I, know, we need. See, yeah, I, don't think I think a lot don't of this is going to happen. Well, I mean, let, me, let me interject, uh, David, to, to Devin's point. Sorry. I think yeah. that Bassett start, you've got Taiwan Walker loose already. And if, yes. if he falters like he did in Atlanta, then Walker comes right. in Walker in the third. comes right in, right. Yeah. So I think that that's the advantage in this series. Walker wouldn't get a start. You feel more confident in him than you do in Carrasco. Uh, but I don't know. I think that uh, we feel like, while we might question the machinations of it, and just in the interest of moving it along, and I know, Devin, you're going to have to go soon, so I want to follow the the Mets projection from here. So, Devin, I'll ask you first, getting past the Padres, what about the Dodgers in the NLDS? How do you feel about that matchup? Stupidly optimistic. Like, <laughs> I'm a, like, like, you know, the kind of stupid optimism where you're like, I'm doing something stupid. Right, like, I know I'm doing like something when stupid. I, like when I open my eyes in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> you know, stupidly optimistic. Um, I, I, you know, I very much agree with you that a five-game series 
helps. I mean, look, if you're going up against a 110 win team, the shorter the series, the better your chances, right? Like it's, it's, you want the randomness of a short series, not the unrandomness of a long series against what is probably a superior team, especially yeah. if the shortness, you know, allows us to take advantage of the one clear advantage we have over the Dodgers, which is yes. the front of our rotation, yes. right? The front of our rotation is the one advantage we have over that team. Right. And if you can't so, address it. Well, let me, and, I, and I'll just add that they also, with, Craig Kimbrell as their closer with air quotes. Yes, sorry, two advantages. Two advantages, sorry. Yeah, Yeah, two advantages, sorry. Yes, you're right. I I feel weirdly good about that series. I, I, maybe it's because I live here that it makes me nervous. Um, I feel good about that series. They did, you know, they beat the Dodgers in five in 2015. Uh, I was there for game five. I did zip up my sweatshirt and take my hat off while I walked through the parking lot and I celebrated in the car, but you know, I was still there for it and it was a, it was a great moment. Um, so just to follow this through for Devin and then we'll all circle back and the rest of us will talk about it. So in the NLCS, I would say that they would meet up with the Braves or the Cardinals. And I mean, if you're a Mets fan, you don't, you don't want either part of that. Who do you think they're more, who do you think is more likely to emerge from a, and we're just discounting the Phillies entirely because as established bad at baseball. So who do you think is more likely to emerge from a Cardinals brave series? The Cardinals played them really well during the regular series, regular season. They won a a series against them in August. um, Thanks to a a spectacular meltdown from Kenley Jansen. Um, Do you feel though, that the the Braves are better than the Cardinals or uh, what is yes. your thought? And how do you think the Mets match up with either one of them, whoever it might be? I, I think all roads go through Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, I just, I think all roads go through Atlanta. I think they're the, I think they're probably the best team in baseball uh, at the Dodgers. aside, I respect the Dodgers, but I think Atlanta's the best team in baseball. Dodgers playing a weak division. Yeah, I yeah. think, you know, we're, I think Mets fans, unfortunately, I, you know, look, I'm stupid enough to believe that we're going to win the World Series. I really do believe that. <laughs> but we're not winning the World Series without beating Atlanta. Mets fans, you, 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 the only way out here is through. So yeah. I, that horrifies me and terrifies me. Um, I don't want to play St. Louis because, of course, I don't want to play St. Louis. And, but I, I think we'll beat that team. I, I feel like that team is like, there's a yeah. lot of, 40 year old nostalgic mojo driving them through the end of the season. And I'm not that sure how much that longer that can go. Yeah. I agree with David uh, so, Weiss. It doesn't cut in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, so, I mean, you know, that obviously means we will lose to them in seven games with Wayne Wright striking us out on three pitches again. But <laughs> yeah. I, look, I don't even know how Aaron Highland's going to get on the roster, but he's going to be there. <laughs> on it's, just, it's, it's inevitable. You know? <laughs> yeah. Or it could just be like, wait, why? Who who decided Aaron Heilman should throw out the first pitch of that game? Like, yeah, that would be a very messy thing to do, right? <laughs> yes, it would. It would you, you know, yeah. here's Dwyer Sanchez. You know, let's like just just bring back all the memories. So, it just took a in the hypothetical here. that the Mets make it to the World Series, they would actually have the advantage over any team except the Astros. But I think the Astros are most likely to be their opponent. The fact that they lost all their games against the Astros during the regular season, I don't think measures into it as much of the fact that, you know, Verlander is going to be out there. But if you're throwing healthy pitchers to match up against him, who knows what happens? Uh, what 
would you think, Devin, in terms of the American League opponents, if they were able to make it to the World Series, the Mets, who do you think they match up with the best? I mean, you don't have to go through all of them because I don't think most of us think the you know the Guardians will be in the World Series this year. Or honestly, I don't think the Rays or the Blue Jays will either. Well, actually, maybe, and then since since I'm running out of time, maybe I can leave you with this parting horror. Can I paint a picture of what I please think do? Is oh my god, yeah, yes, yes, it is October. Yeah, versus, yeah, why not? You, you have versus, a whole book about painting horror for Mets fans. Uh, which yeah, so for here's our audio what I think listeners, is gonna, I'll mention again when we say goodbye. Go ahead. Here, here's what I think is going to happen, and bearing in mind that that the, the reality will surpass anything any of us can come up with. Right, we know that. But what I think is going to happen um, is that we will be playing Cleveland in the world series and that the, that we will lose in seven games on an Ahmed Rosario single up the middle uh, to score off of, off of DeGrom <laughs> off of, off of DeGrom or Scherzer or Bassett, somebody or, that or makes way too much money and oh. is going to uh, drive in uh, the, the second baseman whose name I can't even remember that we traded in the in the Lindor trade. That's how we're going to lose. Is That's Rosario scores uh our, our the second baseman we gave up um Jimenez, that's his name, Jimenez. Jimenez. Andres Jimenez, right. Um is going to drive him in off of Max Scherzer and it will be Cleveland's first World Series victory uh since God knows when and it will lift the curse uh, that held over them because of their racist nickname yeah. and everyone will be happy in the entire world except us. Yeah. That's how. Oh, yeah. It yeah. It's, it's really wanna, just let me, let part me base myself in that pain. Just regional areas of New York will uh, be unhappy because Yankee fans would of course be very happy to see the Mets lose to the Indians. Yeah. The curse of chief Wahoo will be uh, lifted. Uh, so Devin Gordon, thank you for joining us. Uh, so many ways to lose the amazing true story of the New York Mets, the best worst team in sports. I do think that just general baseball fans would enjoy the book. It is definitely catered towards Mets fans, but uh, I think anybody who likes uh, sports books will appreciate it. Honestly, if you hate the Mets, you'll enjoy reading some of the greatest yeah. hits, you know, <laughs> uh, but uh, Devin, uh, you know, let's, let's see if, uh, and by the way, if exactly that happens in the world series against the Indians, I'm sorry, the guardians, um, we'll have to have you back just to be of like, how did you know, you know, and yeah. I'll be convinced you're a time traveler. Well, we might as well book the date now. We might as well just book it right now, November seventh yeah. or whatever it is. It's, yeah. it's it is written. Yeah. And uh, if uh, people want to uh, keep in touch with you, are you X Devin Gordon on Twitter or did I? It's Devin Gordon X. Uh, I was yeah. so close. Okay. Yeah. Well, Devin, we really appreciate it, and uh, thanks for uh, giving us some time. Thanks, guys. And, it was really uh, fun. Yeah. Best uh, of luck to us all. Yes, yes. exactly. <laughs> May the odds right. forever be in our favor. Thank yes. you. Take it uh, easy, Devin guys. Gordon. So uh, we'll circle back now. Uh, David Brody, uh, is he, is let me start with you. Yes. How do you feel about the idea of, I mean, I think we're all okay with the Padres. I mean, look, do I think that the Mets could not win either of those games? Yes, it's a possibility. Of course, it's a three-game series. But uh, do you feel as though they're capable of matching the Dodgers in a five game series. Do you agree with me and Devin that it's better than a seven game series? David Brody, your thoughts. Well, I think it's obvious. You don't want to go seven games. Uh, yeah. Five game series. I think they held their own during the regular season with the Dodgers. I think not having Walker Bueller is a huge plus. 
Uh, and, you know, Kershaw in the postseason, we all know he doesn't, he has a pretty bad track record. Uh, and so I, I like the idea of the Dodgers in a five. Uh, I think you, you have to at least split in LA and then come home and, and take two at, you know, at city. Uh, if you, if you, you know, you want to start the playoffs, right. But uh, yeah, I'd love to have a five game series, but that's not an option. So seven games, yeah. I think the Mets are deeper in starting pitching. Um, I like their closer, obviously better than the Dodgers closer. I think the bullpen, if the, if they all show up the way they have at their peak, uh, I think they have a shot. I, I think that I know this is going to sound weird. I think they have a better shot against the Dodgers than they do against Atlanta or St. Louis. Hmm. So, uh, I definitely I agree with Atlanta. I do think Atlanta uh, is is constructed in a way that uh, honestly, Atlanta starting pitching is better than the Dodgers for what they're going to be able to run out. You know, not you know guys hurt on their roster. Right. Uh, Walker Bueller, that's a that's a huge it's a huge loss. It's a huge loss. So uh, what, especially what, the way he's pitched in the playoffs. Is um, Gonsolin healthy? Yeah, he. I believe he started this week. I okay. think, you know, one of those so like tune-up starts. So for like he's two probably, innings. he's probably penciled in for a five inning start. All throughout yeah. The I, I would think that's fair. Okay. Um, well, Flobo, like uh, David and myself, you know, you're here in Los Angeles. So uh, you, uh, you know, you can kind of get the vibe. Uh, you know, I through not exactly through choice, but uh, I, I see the Dodgers in person more than I see a lot of other teams. How do you, Flobo, feel about how the Mets match up with the Dodgers and what would be the NLDS uh, starting on Tuesday at Chavez uh, Ravine? For the, for the record, I try to go to the Dodgers games at least. It's a dump, man. <laughs> I hate that place. It's hard to get to, hard to park, hard to get out of, and the tickets but, are expensive. Uh, but that's yeah, a good question. And the, yeah. And the food yeah, no, no. When, when people post their pictures yeah. that they're sitting in, in blue heaven because that's what Tommy Lasorda called it, I'm like – Man, if that's if that's what heaven is, uh, definitely sign me up for Beelzebub yeah. and the horrid depths of yeah, you know, Lisa, the brimstone and hellfire because that is that is not heaven. <laughs> no, that not that at is all. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, not at all. Yeah, it's like situated. Uh, David Brody, have you ever been to Dodger Stadium? I have not, but now I don't think I want to. You don't? Yeah, but it's like it's beautiful the way it's nestled into the hills. Yeah, although. That Google how they uh, Google how they basically knock down houses and drag people out of that community so that they can yes. build it. Yes. Uh, and what contingent of their uh, of the locals uh, were never Dodger fans uh, hmm. because of that until Fernando Valenzuela came along and uh, changed their minds. But anyway, uh, <laughs> your thoughts on the matchup, uh, Flobo, between Mets and Dodgers? Uh, it's pretty solid. I thought I would. I was afraid of the Dodgers, like just, it, just the top of the season until the series we saw. Um, one of the cool things about, or the lame things about the New York Mets this season is that this, our hero always changes, you know? That we don't have a Freddie Freeman every day. I mean, it's Lindor today, it's Canada the next day. It was Sterling Marte for a while. Escobar got hot. Uh, it really becomes a moving target for Los Angeles. So I do think we have the advantage there. So I'm looking forward to that one. Hopefully, it gets to that. Uh, yeah, I was just uh, <laughs> Devin thanked me for having him on and said it was super fun. May God have mercy on our souls, is how he. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I yeah I think that uh, you know. The Dodgers are the elite lineup. Uh, to me, it is harder to get them to swing at bad pitches than the Braves. Uh, you can, I mean, even in that disastrous series in Atlanta, the 
the Braves strung out, struck out significantly more than the Mets did. It didn't matter because they had key home runs and moments yes. where they mattered, you know, not that uh, game one uh, uh, Nito home run that really didn't change. Anything. You, know, <laughs> we just, you gotta, you gotta hit them when they matter. Um, yeah. And uh, uh, yeah. So uh, David as also someone who you see more Dodger games than I do. You actually have the cable channel. I, I do yes. not have it. I, I I only use a VPN twice a year so that I can watch the Mets play the Dodgers. Uh, sometimes I might listen to them on the radio when I'm in the car, but uh, I don't actually try to watch them other than when I'm at the stadium. But what do you think, David Weiss, the matchup yes. between the Mets and Dodgers? I think it's pretty even. I think the Dodgers play in a very weak division so that, yeah, they won 108, we won 101. You know, those seven games from playing Arizona and Colorado all the you know, all those times. The let, let me, let me, let me interject. Sure. The Dodgers ended the series with six straight games at home against Colorado because yeah. of the three games from the beginning right. of the year. Right. And it was just like, what if those games had mattered in any way? Right. Then they get six games against the Rockies. Yeah. Right. So yeah, right. it's right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the Dodgers starting pitching in a short series, Gonsolin, Kershaw, Urias, Okay, pretty good. As good as Scherzer, DeGrom, Bassett, maybe. Uh, Dodgers are they're stone cold killers, and I think that's an advantage they have over the Mets. Is that we're a little bit tired at the moment, and we have holes in the lineup at DH and catcher, and the Dodgers don't. So, yeah. in a short series, I'm not so sure. You know, yeah. in a longer in a longer series, I think our pitching would play out. Yeah, <clears throat> David Brody, I feel like if the adage is true that good pitching beats good hitting, then the Mets have uh, the advantage mostly because of the bullpen. If you're keeping the game close, and Diaz comes out for two innings, uh, you know, Kimbrel for a third of an inning with a seven ERA is not going to necessarily cut it. Um, and I'm so glad that he plays the song from frozen and his record's been better since then. He's still still pitched like dog shit. I have seen enough highlights of Dodger games where without a crazy Mookie Betts play where he either climbed up a wall or like dove and face planted with his arm out, uh, making a catch where Craig Kimball would have given up three or four runs. So yeah, it's uh and look, they field really well. They have great players on that team. I mean, they have oh, Trey yeah. Turner. Uh, Trey Turner's you know, a and, great player. Mookie Betts is a great player. Yeah, yeah. and 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 Freddie Freeman. You know, Freddie Freeman, great yeah. player, by the way. There's three guys that the Mets don't have. So. Yeah, when the when there there was the high point of the season, which was when the Mets had those. They won four out of five games against the Braves at home. I what did I say to you, David Weiss, right after Freddie Freeman was in that lineup? They would have been lucky to win one. Yes. You know? Yes. Uh, but uh, David Brody, your thoughts. Yeah. Mets, Dodgers uh, in the NLDS. Well, when you go through the pitchers like you did, I think the Mets have a, a good chance. When you go through the hitters, I get worried because I don't <laughs> right. know I which I don't know which Mets lineup is going to show up. I We talked about Starling Marte not being in the lineup, which is, you know, you don't realize how big of a, an impact he has, but they move everybody up in the lineup. It throws everything off. And I think it exposes Mark Canna. I really do. Uh, because your your second best hitting outfielder after Nimmo is Canna. And he had a his season, uh, you know, the announcers like, oh, he's steady. He's, you know, 
he's a bad Mike, Michael Conforto season. If Conforto <laughs> had Canon's stats, we'd say he had another bad season. And, and so I think the Mets lineup is devoid to the point where I know this is going to sound crazy. I, I would start Nito, but I would make Alvarez and catcher because I don't think McCann catches well anymore. And he, he's not a major league hitter. And I think if Alvarez swings one out of 10 times and hits a double or a home run, that's better than Canna, who can't get the ball out of the infield. So I think the Mets have a, a better lineup if, they, if they're if they all hitting. I think they can hold well, – not a better lineup, I'm sorry. A better uh, starting rotation, better bullpen. And if the yeah. lineup can score three or four runs, we got a shot. But if, if you look at the lineup, the bottom half is dreadful. Dreadful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And if they, play, if they bat Alonso second – uh, I think nah, never he's got works. no one to drive in. I don't. Right, never yeah, works. He doesn't have any of his home runs seven, eight, from that nine. second spot. Yeah, but and then you have you're right. Who's he going to knock in? The seven, eight, nine hitters who don't get on base. Right. So well, that that, that's what I, I was going to. That that was exactly the point I was going to make. David Brody was that the seven, eight, and nine has been so bad, and then you mix in a bad DH spot, a couple batters before that. There are good hitters in the Mets lineup, but they're all bunched together. And, uh, you know, you, you know, you need like Escobar to have that like four for four game, you know, uh, and, uh, I don't know if you can count on it. Let's, uh, take a look at the other part of the NL bra- bracket. Uh, so I think we ever, every one of us has turned the page on the Phillies as we, when we were still talking to Devin, uh, I don't think that they win a game against the Cardinals. I just don't think they have, the, I, I don't, I, I think they could take a lead into like, you know, the middle innings. Well, I'm I sure that, can hit a leadoff home run. They can lead one, nothing in the fourth and then yeah. that'll be it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't uh, think that they match up well against the Cardinals, even though I don't, uh, you know, the Cardinals, I mean the, you know, their most consistent pitcher was uh, the guy that the Yankees got rid of. And uh, Hudson, they, right? no, that's no, not Hudson. Not, oh, right. Uh, I got to look up what his name is. I thought, yeah. I thought it was going to come to me while I was talking and then it didn't. Right. Um, was that, is that Matt Carpenter or is that a no. hitter? I don't know. Carpenter yeah. is on the Yankees. Yeah. Okay. So that's the wrong guy. Anyway, oh, they traded a starter who like pitched really right. well. Was for it, them uh, Montgomery? Yeah. Montgomery. Yes. Right. Yeah. And the Cardinals pitching coach was like, wait, why don't you ever throw this pitch? Oh, because the Yankees didn't want me to. And he's been infinitely better because he's worked in an extra pitch. Right. So I, yeah. So, the that would mean that the Cardinals advance to the Braves. And as much as I hate the Cardinals and for years, I've thought they're overrated. Um, I mm-hmm. don't think they beat the Braves in a five game series. I, what if I they would, did though. I, I would prefer <laughs> if they did, but I got to pick, I got to pick somebody and they can't. But what if things happen that don't supposed to happen? Yeah. What, yeah. If, what if they did? Yeah. So um, I don't, I, you know, it's like, yes, the preferred, you know, fire to jump into would be the Cardinals. Uh, but, um, oh boy, just think about whatever. I think the NL is on Fox, just the montages of Pujols and Molina. Oh, oh and Pujols doesn't bother me, but who, who, Molina. I'm so glad Molina didn't yeah. hit 700 home runs in his career. Uh, Pujols, <laughs> wow. it doesn't bother me as much. Wow. Uh, I don't even have much heat there, Kristen. Oh, there's, oh, there's heat. Yeah. Um, but uh, what do you, what do you think uh, Flobo you're saying? What if it does happen? Do you think that the uh, Cardinals could beat the Braves in a five game series? I mean, obviously I think, you could, but is that your official Flobo lock it in? Oh, Flobo lock it in. Stone cold down. pick of the week. Oh, um, you know what? I, like I said in the chat earlier, I said, if it's going to be one upset this postseason, it's going to be that 
Uh, and I think for a lot of the reasons why I think the, the Mets have an advantage is that, yeah, the Cardinals are old and, and, and they're not necessarily the most dynamic baseball. In fact, I always tell people if, if you never watched baseball before and have one game that they convince to love it, I would not put on a Cardinals game, but you know what? That will be the upset. I, the money I'll put money on, I'll put the Cardinals win this one. It won't be easy. It's not going to be a blowout or anything like that. But the Cardinals stunned the Braves. Well, the Braves... Oh. The Braves don't play a lot of organizations with the resources to scout them well. And you can get them to swing at bad pitches. I mean, you know, uh, unfortunately for the Mets, uh, Matt Olson's, you know, just dire, uh, you know, like 0 for 40 or whatever it was. And I'm exaggerating. But it ended right before the Mets rolled into town. But uh, you, you can definitely, you know, you can figure out ways to get them out. I could see the Cardinals doing it. I just think the Braves getting some nice rest, uh, especially assuming that Spencer Strider would pitch in that series, you know, to have freed Strider and Wright, who won 21 games. Uh, I, I don't see the Cardinals rising to that occasion, but uh, I, I do know that there'll be a few fly ball outs uh, from off of Pujols' bat. Oh, wait, Joe Buck doesn't call those games anymore. So you know what? Yeah. That, that, that's not going to happen. But um, what do you think, David Brody? Uh, Cardinals, uh, Braves. Uh, where, where, you know, where, your your gut could be one thing, but uh, your heart could say something different. Well, I can't argue with anything that's been said, and I think I, I'm guilty of recency bias. But after watching the Braves destroy the Mets last weekend, uh, I have to say the you know if that same Braves team shows up. I don't see the Cardinals beating them. I would love yeah, for the, the Cardinals to beat them. Uh, I'm going to root for Wainwright, which is a first, but I, I can't <laughs> see that team. You know, yeah. I can't. I, you know, I'd love for Pujols to strike out on a on a on a you know a curveball, but I, I don't. I don't see the Cardinals getting past the Braves. And uh, you know, it, it would be just the Mets' luck to beat the Dodgers and then have to lose to the Braves. You know, yeah. beat the mighty Dodgers and very, then lose to the Braves. Knife in my heart. That would be a very yeah. uh, Metsy uh, turn of events. Um, but by the way, let's just go with the the hypothetical. It's not my official pick, but were the Braves to uh, you know advance to the NLCS and it was against the Dodgers, this would be the playoffs where I'm all in on Freddie Freeman and just rooting for him to you know go six 100%. for six. You know. Uh, <laughs> And, you know, that's the that's the one series where the Braves would, Braves would be the road team, you know, in NLCS against the, the Dodgers. Uh, David Weiss, yes. how do you think the Cards and Bravos match up? I think they match up pretty evenly, to be honest with you. I don't think you guys are giving Goldschmidt and Arenado enough credit. They've both had tremendous years. Uh, you know, they, they're not there by accident. The Cardinals. I don't know. They're there because the because of how bad the Brewers were in the last. Oh, year. yeah, they're that's, pretty awful. that's that's true. The Brewers were pretty bad. <laughs> but I mean, and you know, I don't know. I mean, their starters after Wainwright, who's 50 or 60 years old, <laughs> uh, you know, they don't have a lot there. I don't even I couldn't name one bullpen arm. Um, I recall seeing that Tyler O'Neill was hurt. And he's a decent player. You know, Braves are probably going to win that, but I don't think it's going to be a walkover. No, I actually, I don't think it would be a walkover. I, I, I think that there are ways where they match up well. Um, I know that uh, the Cardinals 
closer is Gallegos because okay. of the fact that the Mets scored seven runs off of him yeah. uh, in a in a safe situation. So yeah, I, I mean, right. just, so, some things will stick with you. Yes, um, but. Yeah, so uh, you know what I what what my heart wants me to lock in is that the Mets would beat the Braves in the NLCS, which uh, is distinct it, possibility. I mean, the yeah, way that they played them yeah. earlier in the season. I mean, they they did win nine games against them this year. Yeah, and I, they I, dominated them in that series. This is a new this is a new season. Forget everything. Yeah, we can beat um, those guys. But if you know, the Mets are out earlier than, you know, I'd be all in on the Dodgers to beat the Mets. And then I honestly don't care after that. I would not care who won the world series. If it meant that the Braves didn't advance. I'm kind of jumping ahead, but if, if, and I hate to say this, but if the Mets don't get to the world series, I'm rooting for Houston, not for the fact of the Astros, but I want Dusty Baker to get one. So that is, it, it is crazy. There's a lot of things to not like about Dusty Baker, just his managerial style. I mean, uh, giving the game ball to Russ Ortiz in the 2002 world series in the sixth inning. Uh, there's moments where you feel like guys kind of deserve what they get, but I mean, he's just sitting there chomping on those toothpicks for like what feels like 40 years now, like my whole life. I feel like, he, I, like, I don't remember. I honestly don't remember him as a player. I only remember him as a manager too. in those uh, toothpicks. Yeah. Show so, too. They're, they're both yeah. old men. That's his career. Yeah, they are, they are true. yeah. Um, so I think that's that's where we stand as as we you know and we'll we'll do our World Series pick once we work our way through the uh, the American League bracket, uh, you know. So we've got uh, the 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 series that has the plum nine a.m. Pacific time start, twelve Eastern. The Rays and the Guardians in the wild card series. Um, I just I, I think that the Guardians are kind of like a fun feel good story uh, because. They are so young. They're the youngest roster in all of baseball, and they made the playoffs. They wanted they won a division title. So credit to them for that. I think uh, Francona has a lot to do with that. I think he is a very uh, he. You know, I think he's a good manager. Uh, but I do think that the the Rays have just the kind of pitching that make it tough for them. Uh, but does anybody feel the tribe in that series uh, out of the three of you? Flobo, you're nodding. Do you feel the I, tribe over the race? I'm, I'm saying, yeah. You know what? It, it uh, On paper, everything is Tampa Bay. We're talking about up top. They're the stronger yeah. team. They're the most dynamic team. They have a better chemistry. But, you know, what I like about the you mentioned the youth of, of the Guardians, and and I was sold by Devin, man. I, how cool would it be uh, for everyone to say, well, no, or they're the Indians, and then the Guardians actually advance. It's like, oh, we're a Guardians fan. Yeah. No, I know. I Imagine that. that. It's like, yeah, the, the one year that, you know, it would be like if, if okay, so if the Indians – Sorry, if the Guardians win the World Series and the Commanders win the Super Bowl, it's just like they both have to be like, oh, wait, so we just needed to stop being racist like 30 years ago. Is that really <laughs> what we needed to do? And then and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, Atlanta won a World Series last year, but you might see a lot less of this, you know, right. if if all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. That needs to be done. Shout out to Chief Nakahoma. Those things need to be like, removed. But I, I, they won't go all the way to, to Devin's point. But how cool would it be if they did advance and said, hey, look, we went farther than anyone else as, as the Guardians? The logo yeah. sucks, but I'm fine with the name. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. You imagine yeah, the Guardians play, play the Braves? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a massacre right there. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, they're. And then the Guardians are like, look at those guys the, with the racist name. 
Yeah, that was the <laughs> that was the one that the Braves won before last year was ninety five against Cleveland, and that was like the all yeah. the all you know that was the the Native American with the tear uh, World Series. You know that uh, <laughs> uh, the other uh, AL Cody. series in the wild card is Mariners and Blue Jays, and I'm all in on the Blue Jays in that mostly because the Mariners had so many injuries like in the last week, you know. They got uh, they got Rodriguez back, and then they had a couple other guys that literally got hurt down the stretch. Um, that those games are in Toronto, uh, so you know the the home runs only count seventy five percent compared to home runs hit in America. So you're going to have to have a run differential. There's going to be a lot of math involved, uh, but uh, I like the Blue Jays in that series. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, I, I don't know, just to me, I, I, I don't see the Mariners getting the Mariners making the playoffs for the first time in 21 years. And, uh, you know, they've got, they made a good splash at the trade deadline. They got Luis Castillo, not the Luis Castillo that the Mets had who, you know, missed a pop up at Yankee stadium that we're still waiting to come out. But anyway, uh, so what, uh, does it, does anybody feel the the Mariners in that series. Uh, yeah, or moving do- on. <laughs> yeah. The That's, Phillies yeah. of the American League. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. It, it's a beautiful stadium. Oh, I've only no. ever taken a tour of it. That's an insult. Uh, hey, you. You have Phillies of the American League. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then ultimately, when it comes to the wild card series, I don't think it matters who wins. No. Because I think the Yankees and Astros are going to meet yeah. in the championship series. I don't yep. see any of those teams like the Yankees as flawed as they are. They they can win three games against any of those teams, you know, Easy. without without without, without showing up. <laughs> right. They'll just have they'll just have the grounds crew, the YMCA grounds crew, and that guy Freddie says. And that's who they're going to run out on the field. And yep. there's going to be no players. It'll just be John Sterling and Susan Waldman taking ground. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd like to but see that. Uh, yeah. Um, what do you think, David Brody? You're, you're in New York. Uh, I'm sure that Yankee fans are very confident. They probably also think Aaron judge will hit 62 home runs in the playoffs as well. <laughs> it's like 10 at bats. Yeah. Well, you know, Yan- Yankee fans are always confident, even when their team's bad. So yeah. I think they think they're going to win. Uh, I, I think the Blue Jays will give them a run for their money. I don't think the Yankees have the the consistent pitching. Uh, and I love the Blue Jays lineup. But I, I think you're right. I think ultimately it will be the Yankees-Astros, in which case I think it's the Astros. I don't think Garrett Cole is enough uh, of a rotation. And uh, uh, Nelson Cortez, Cortez right? Uh Yes. Nestor Cortez. Is his last Nestor. name? No, no, right. Nestor, Nestor Cortez. Thank you. Nestor, I knew it didn't sound right. Nestor Cortez has been pitching great. Uh, so I like them in a short series. I don't like them in a long series with the Astros. Um, so, yeah, I think Yankees, Blue Jays, I give the Blue Jays 20% chance. Uh, yeah. Yankees, Astros, I give the Yankees 30% chance, but that's being generous. I mean, the Astros own the, them. So. The, the Yankees don't match up well against elite starting pitching. They do well against mediocre starting pitching. You know, the two games oh, that the most, Mets won, that the Mets did win. Mediocre. Yeah. And the idea that Garrett Cole is is considered any team's ace with the, his like sticking. four and a half ERA, you know, it, his ERA that went up two ERA? runs last season after he had to stop cheating. And yes, I've talked about that on the show. It's no, cheating. Is his ERA, right, right. is his ERA above four? Yeah. 
I mean, I'd have to look, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because no, in the American League, an ERA above four is considered all right. You know, but but now the National League is three fifty. Three, yeah. so it's three fifty. All right. Okay. Well, that's not bad. That's not as bad as I thought it was. No. Flobo no. poking poking holes in my theory, but that's. Right. <laughs> I mean, he's still okay. trash. I'm just look. I'm just saying. I think. I think. <laughs> I think Verlander wouldn't need to go twice in an ALCS against the Yankees because. Uh, you don't need a fifth game. I I just I don't you know that those games would start in Houston, not in that little league park that the Yankees play in, uh, and oh. uh, you know it's a home run friendly park uh, there in Houston. But yeah, I I, I I also don't think that Aaron Judge hits another home run this year. I think it really wore on him. He's gonna hit a lot of doubles, get a couple of singles, a bunch of walks. But uh, no, I, I, I think I that, that, that's a guy that. who's that's a guy who's spent, you know. I don't think so. Maybe mentally, but he's got yeah. a week off to recover now. That's true. Um, before we uh, move on with, the, I guess, the final matchup, does anybody think that any of these teams who are getting a bye in the first round, which is the Astros, the Yankees, the Braves, and the Dodgers, do you think any of them are likely to come out like a little yeah. bit rusty? Because, you know, they're getting like five extra days. I think it helps. I don't necessarily think, I wouldn't be shocked if it happened. But I could see, especially when you think about the fact that the Astros and the Dodgers haven't really played a meaningful game, I don't know, in like two months already, you know? So um, does anybody think, I'll ask you first, Flobo. Do you think anybody, any of those four teams could actually struggle because they're getting so much time off? Well, if you got, if you guys watched the uh, the half day of work that was the Mets game yesterday against the Washington Nationals, where like like seven starters were sat. Uh, Gary actually mentioned that. Uh, Ron Dolan specifically mentioned that that he was talking to Dusty Baker about how to keep that team warm the extra days off. It could be a blessing in disguise. I do think I'll be interesting to see what game ones look like in the LDS for these teams that got the buys, the new expanded format. And so I do think it's a problem that you weigh on someone. How do you keep yourself sharp? Uh, how many things can you simulate? How many things can you, a uh, spot trips can you make in those five extra days? So uh, the answer yeah. to the question, yes, I think everyone's going to be pretty much rusty. Yeah I, yeah, I agree. I think five is a lot. Three is just enough. Yeah. You know, five is like, you know, think about, anything that you've been doing and then, you know, on a regular basis, day after day, grinding, 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 and you get into a groove and then suddenly there's five days off, you know, it takes a lot to get back into that groove. Yeah, no, I I'm thinking about it. And obviously we've seen that in the playoffs before. I mean, the, the double heartbreak for the 2006 world series that the Mets did not make it to uh, after seven games was that the expectation was that 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 Tigers team was so good that nobody could beat them. But then that Tigers team was off for like a week and Mm -hmm. the Cardinals just rolled them, you know? So, you know, it happens, it it could happen and it'll be interesting to see if it happens. So does anybody think we'll get anything other than Mets Astros for the world series? You know, if it's Mets Yankees, the Mets do have home field advantage, which uh, I don't know how much people would want to tune into that show, that series, but uh, you know, it's, it's like, yeah. it's more nightmarish than 
the Mets facing the Braves again is like, oh, World Series against the Yankees. What do I need this in my life for? Um, <laughs> what do you think, as as somebody who actually lives in the New York area still, David, uh, if it were to be a Mets-Yankees World Series, which I don't think any of us is predicting, but if it was. Oh, it'd be, it would be mayhem. I mean, it was, it was mayhem here in 2000, and uh, 2000, we were overmatched. The, the Mets didn't really belong in the series. They got lucky through the postseason run. But this this year, the Mets belong on the field with the Yankees, and I, I give them a real shot of winning. So, uh, you know, it's the roller coaster, right? Because if you if you beat the Yankees, it's the greatest high of highs. And if you lose, it's another 20 years of the crap you grew up with, you know, yeah. of being the second-class citizen. So I, I would rather beat the Yankees than anybody, but I would rather lose to the Indians or the Mariners than lose to the Yankees. So... <laughs> Yeah, Guardians. You don't want to lose to them. Yeah. No, I agree. Guardians. I agree oh my God. I'm so sorry. I've been trying so hard. Um, sorry. Yeah. I look, I, I think that uh the there's the talent level is there. I think any of the NL teams who make the World Series could beat the Astros. I think it's really hard. I think it's a it's an uphill climb for whether it be the Mets, the Dodgers, the Braves. It's probably not going to be the Cardinals, but you know, it could be. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't see those matchups being favorable and all indications are that the Astros aren't even cheating. So this would be like a real world series win. You know, this could be, (laughs) this could be the one you'd actually be proud about. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, um, I don't know. I don't, uh, I would not feel good about that matchup. I, but the prospect of beating the Yankees in the world series, is a fun one, but delicious. <laughs> those days of of you know, I think like the World Series starts on Halloween. You know, yeah. like, oh, take my kids out to trick or treat, and I'm gonna be you know. I went to the uh, I think it was Game Four was on Halloween in 2015. Oh, that must yeah. have been I blew, crazy. I blew off my son's first uh, Halloween. He doesn't remember. He doesn't. He doesn't I blew it off. <laughs> we I, I I took a picture of of all of us in our family costume before I left. That's our Halloween picture from 2015. Family Nobody costume. knows. Yeah, because we were, we were. He was uh, Booberry. I was Count Chocula, and my wife was Frankenberry. So, <laughs> did you guys? Did you table that? To come up with that idea, or would somebody come up with that all? We may have come up with that idea before we ever had kids. But, uh, <laughs> well, they brought Fruit Brute back I, this year, so I, you I know Fruit Brute is now. back. That is pretty I, exciting. I hate Halloween. Fruit Brute. What don't you hate? <laughs> Uh, I don't hate the Mets, but I hate Halloween. There, there are days where you definitely yeah you hated yeah. you hated yeah, the Mets on Sunday night. A, but I was texting hate. with you. You hated the Mets on Sunday night. I did, I did, but I hate Halloween more. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Halloween. Yeah, look, Frank I think that uh, it, it's a great season. It'd sting if they won zero games against the Padres and didn't advance beyond it. Hey, after well, let's all go to a pumpkin patch. You do fucking what? Watch the Mets game on my phone. I've got, I've got YouTube TV. I can watch the Mets game on my phone. Nice Halloween. Yeah, um, but uh, you know, and there's a, a just a head scratching. I, I, I definitely disagree with Devin. I think that they could have really made a splash at the trading deadline. I don't think it's the root of all their problems. I just think that there could have been an impact that they didn't make. You, that you didn't other have teams. to make. You didn't have to make a splash, but of those three holes. They closed none of them. Yeah. 
I agree. So, yeah, I and, think and the, you know, Sox, they, the Red Sox they made got, better moves. Exactly. The Red Sox did make better moves. I mean, yeah. if you had a catcher yeah. who had an average OPS instead of Nito and McCann right now, you know, we yeah. would have won a division going away and we'd be that much stronger. Yeah. I'm not saying but, it has to be uh, Wilson Contreras, but, you know, there were guys. Well, we'll see. I know that, uh, you know, uh, like I said, I, I gave you my scenario where I could root for the Dodgers, which would be against the Braves. And uh, Flobo's all in on Dusty Baker if the Mets don't make the World Series. And, uh, you know, I can I, I, I think that uh, that is a very likely scenario to play out would be uh, Dusty Baker finally getting a ring and then just let the man retire like enough already. You know what yeah. I mean? Like uh, he was definitely a PR stunt hire. Let's be wrong. Don't turn into, don't turn into Tony La Russa, who, you know, left oh, yeah. in the middle of the season. Yeah. You know, yeah. and uh, I know that uh, Cammy Egan was in the chat earlier and I know she's a she's a, 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 sh a shy fox, a chai Sox fan, but uh, you know, that was so, my AL team growing up, so I respect that. Oh, that's interesting. My best friend, yeah. uh, who you know, is the, I thought I was your best was, friend. No, no, he was basically the reason <laughs> no, I'm no, a no, Mets no. fan. His other team was also the White Sox. It's just it's yeah. fascinating. Oh, well, Frank Thomas is my guy. Yeah, oh. well, we're a lot older than you, so they're, they're oh. not Frank Thomas. <laughs> they beat the Yankees. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> Um, in any case, uh, it'll be, I think, look, I'm glad the playoffs are here. I, I like this added round of the playoffs. I wish the Mets weren't in it, but I like this added round because David Weiss knows my favorite day of the playoffs is always that first day when yes. you have like four games, four games. and back here on the back, West coast, they start at 9am and they so go until like eight o'clock. Like, yeah. And, uh, you know, I've, there's a lot of know. beer that can be drank all in those hours, <laughs> a lot of, a, a lot of, uh, or one more pitcher at Buffalo Wild Wings in Burbank. Oh, we're not going to Buffalo Wild Wings. We'll go to Finney's. We'll go to Finney. Buffalo Wild Wings is rough. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, it's you kind of go anywhere else to go. Yeah. 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 But hey, uh, by the way, totally not here or there. I am over here at BrooklynBoys.BigCartel.com. Totally some cool shirts with a pickup after the show. Thank you. Oh, all right. Yes, sir. <laughs> Yeah, so thank I, you for I the like plug. That, uh, Very nice. Flobo <laughs> was manning the chat and uh, promoting Devin's book. <laughs> uh, you know, so many ways to lose, which I mean, look, all of you as Mets fans, it's like, there's a lot of it that'll make you smile and make you laugh. And then you'll just like, I told him, cause like when I interviewed him, uh, like a year and a half ago, I would needed to finish. I, in my mind, I wanted to finish the book before I talked to him. So I was up at like one in the morning reading about the 2006 season and then I couldn't sleep. And I was like, why oh. the fuck did I do that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Carl's Beltran. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was rough. It was, yeah. yeah. I, I felt like I took the uh, called third strike, but uh, in any case, uh, this was fun. I love always doing this show. I don't know how much, <laughs> how much people uh, appreciate. Look, the last few years we have not spent any time on the Mets on this show. We do in the, the preseason one, but in the playoffs one, there's oh, usually we no had, Mets. We haven't had to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not all the, Hey, Christian. Yeah. Yeah. Christian, I don't know if anyone's compiled it, but I would love to see and maybe post a compilation of what our picks were at the beginning of the season and compare them to what actually happened. I think that's a great point. I had the thought last week that I should do that. And then I didn't do it. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had a thought though. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, our picks, our preseason picks. I remember that I picked the Braves to win the division. 
because I didn't want to. And I was probably thinking I was clever for some like reverse, you know, reverse jinx or something. But the uh, joke was on me. Uh, it, it looked like the joke wasn't on me, but uh, it sure was. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, you're right. I want to go and, and kind of see what we thought. I mean, some of the some of the boxes will probably be like, hey, I think I think the Astros are going to be pretty good this year that some of that stuff will yeah. hold up. But uh, yeah, I will. Uh, I will go back and see what I can dig up. Um, David. Where can people find you? And you talked at the top of the show for Mets fans, but we can mention again where people will be able to find the 2022 uh, Mets song and uh, where they can find you in general. Well, uh, you can find the song. Uh, I'll have details at David Brody on Instagram and Twitter. As far as the, you can find me uh, weekly on the Brooklyn Boys podcast, which is available everywhere. And uh, thanks for the plug. You can get our merchandise at brooklynboys.bigcartel.com. And if you see this in time on Saturday, uh, that's uh, two days from now, right? Uh, at Comic-Con, October 8th at one o'clock, I will be there signing my new five-card uh, five series of wacky packages stickers that I wrote and, uh, and uh, helped design. They were a childhood uh, favorite of mine, and I, sure, I've been working with Tops uh, for the past uh, month or two. And so I have five wacky packages coming out. One of them, I'll, I'll give you a little uh, heads up, a little advance, is a Count Chocula spoof called Couch Chocula about a fat Dracula <laughs> sitting on the couch drinking beer and all the marshmallows are fat. And it says, now with fat marshmallow bodies like yours. So that's, that's <laughs> a, one, of the, one of the ones coming out. So I feel uh, like you're speaking also... to me directly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And uh, I yeah, as I told yet, David, I loved wacky staff. packages as a kid. I, I stuck them on my dresser, much who, to my mom's chagrin. Who didn't? Uh, I had so many on there. I loved wacky packages. It was like, I love it, it was like pre garbage pail kids, uh, you know, yep. stickers for, uh, of, of gross out humor, humor, uh, Flobo boys, in addition to generating new content every day, <laughs> It's Where true. can people find you? I'm uh, over there on that Twitter at Flopo Boys and uh, Instagram at Flopito, Flopito.com. And if you want to get down with that pro wrestling, that wrestling, the Mac Mania podcast, a Spotify original presented by The Ringer. That's Bill Simmons, y'all. Available every Tuesday wherever you get your podcast. Mac Mania is a podcast. Flopito.com is a website. How's, uh, are, are you, uh, generating Star Trek content at the moment? Or are you in, uh, on hiatus? I I'm in the pattern buffer. I'm in hiatus. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I am watching lower decks. I'm trying to keep going. What's up? I, that. I know. I, I, I might dive into lower decks just to see, uh, just to see deep space <laughs> nine. I I'm not going to catch up on the previous three seasons. I might just watch the deep space nine episode because tiss, I want to see it. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's, but, uh, you know, look, some of us are still a, a little burned by uh, Star Trek Picard. Although uh, Brave New Worlds, I thought was great. So we'll see. I feel David like it's like a Darmark thing. It's kind of like Christian's a hater. Like, you know, I, oh, no, go, right? I was just a, I was just a hater of Star Trek Picard. I don't, I don't, I don't hate the franchise. I just hate, I just hate those eight episodes. I'm in, uh, I'm in Lower Decks, but Picard too. Oh, no, I just haven't. I, you know, I just haven't. Okay. It's like, I, I, I don't need hijinks in my Star Trek. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like Spock. Uh, David Weiss, where can people find you? Right freaking here, Christian, at D Weiss Comedy. It's my Twitter okay. feed for all things Twitter. For for all things Salmon, as they say. All things Salmon, um, yes. Well, uh, I hope come that... To, uh, come to the dark side. 
I hope that everyone uh, watching this has a great playoffs, except if you live in one of the 11 states where uh, your primary team is the Atlanta Braves. I hope you have a miserable, terrible season that you fought so hard to get the division in the last week that you just got nothing left. There's nothing's in the tank. That's just what I hope. I don't think that's what's going to happen. But, you know. Yeah, a gal's got a dream. <laughs> um, but uh, very excited for tomorrow. And uh, yep, 9 a.m. Guardians Rays. Get ready. That's yes, in Eastern. Uh, but uh, that's all the time we have for this installment. And uh, we will see you next time on the Blackcast, where we will dive into two of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life, possibly one of them being the worst movie ever made. Number one, Don't Worry Darling. Number two, Rob Zombie's The Monsters. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if there's a a breakdown of the budget for that, I want to see it, because every line I'm going to say, bullshit, you didn't spend that much. Bullshit, (laughs) you didn't spend that much. They didn't, you know, I mean, his wife plays Lily. You know, so he didn't even pay her, I'm sure, you know? Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Anybody that was even a mild fan of the Munsters, Rob Zombie's the Munsters. It's one of the worst things I've ever seen. I saw saw a corpse once. This is worse than that. (laughs) Yikes! (laughs) Yeah, baby. Join us next week for that, and we will see you next time on The Blatcast. to the Bladcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Bladcast. You can also subscribe to the audio version wherever podcasts are found. Like The Bladcast on Facebook, follow at Bladcast on Twitter and Instagram, and of course, the man responsible for what you just heard is on Twitter and Instagram at ChristianDMZ. I'm Farad Muhammad, and if you want me to voice your podcast intro, you can find me at Twitter and Instagram at F-A-R-D- M-U-H-A-M-M-A-D. We will see you next time on the Bladcast. Hope I'm saying this right. The Bladcast. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. I hate doing Philly games.